Dementia Joe told damnable lies and incited violence against his political opponents Tuesday. On today's show, I will hold him accountable. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 229 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Thursday, September 1st, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman. I'll never forget about the January 6th political prisoners, most Republican politicians refused to even mention, and August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that will live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. By the way, Joe Biden's daughter's diary is real, and Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Okay, let me start today's episode by saying there was only one Rush Limbaugh. There will never be another. All of us who used to listen to him miss him terribly. To the extent that any of us who do talk shows... Do them well. We owe what we learned to the man who created this art form, Rush Limbaugh. One of the indispensable things I learned from Rush is to be observant. When dealing with a breaking news story, listen to what is being said and take what is being said to its logical conclusion. If lies are being told, address them. If antisocial behavior is being displayed, address that. Don't accept a narrative you know isn't true. Push back. Reject lies, embrace the truth, and explore the logical implications of what is being said. Now, Dementia Joe gave a speech in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Tuesday, in which he told damnable lies and incited violence against his political opponents. In case you are troubled, confused, or concerned about the phrase damnable lies, allow me to share this brief explanation from Pastor David Vivas, Jr. of World Harvester Church in Delano, California. Here's what he says, a little letter to the editor, actually, that he wrote to the newspaper there in the Bakersfield, California area called what God says about liars who spread lies. And he says, there's much emphasis placed on the love of God and the goodness of man. He says, there's no doubt that God is love. First John 4, 8 says so. There is, however, a side to God which cannot be ignored regarding his view on those who speak lies. Some live their lives lying to their family and friends. It's been said everyone lies, 
or it's okay to lie once in a while. If this is the case, how can you trust anyone, including your spouse, family members, friends, your medical doctor, your parents, etc.? The one who says everyone lies clearly reveals his own defective character. No, not everyone lies. There are people who live honorably with integrity. One of the seven deadly sins God hates is a lying tongue. That's from Proverbs 6. Here's why God hates lying. A person who lies hates the individual he is lying to. That's from Proverbs 26. And if you hate another human being, God views the hater as being as bad as a murderer. That's from 1 John 3 and 1 John 4. God hates the sin of lying because it is deceptive. False prophets and teachers are equally condemned. Both are compared as irrational wild animals with destructive behavior. Such liars have no respect for others. They don't care who they hurt or destroy. That's from 2 Peter, 2nd chapter, and from Jude, 10th verse. The doom of liars is spoken of in Revelation chapter 21. The liar will forever be separated from a loving and holy God. The liar will have all eternity to regret the deception he refused to renounce as he hears his lies echo in his memory. God hates the act of lying because it goes contrary to his truth. Truth is what Jehovah God offers to mankind. Human beings with limited understanding need to believe, embrace, and follow God's truth. To follow his truth is to reject the ideology that says everyone lies. There's only one way to escape the wrath of God, repent and obey the gospel. Godly sorrow is what leads to repentance. That is from 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Some people believe there are many ways to God. However, there is only one way, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He said so himself in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. Never listen to the person who says it's okay to lie. That kind of person is a manipulator with a warped mind who cannot be trusted. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and his written word. Christ will never lie to you. And that is a gentleman I have never heard of before, but I found by doing a quick Internet search about what does the Bible say about lying. His name is uh, Pastor David Vivas, Jr. He is the pastor at World Harvest International Church in Delano, California. Okay, got it? All right. Now I'm going to share with you selected audio clips from Dementia Joe's speech in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and my observations. First of all, he attempts to pay a compliment to the Marine Band, but then is quickly distracted, and you'll never guess what distracted him. You know, one of the best things of all being President of the United States is the Marine Band. They're the best in the world. Stand up, guys. They are the very, 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 very best. They can not only play, they know how to fight, too. <laughs> God love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. 
Well, thank you very much. Thank you. How are you, baby? How old are you? How old are you? Almost double figures. Oh, my. Now, remember, Joe Biden has a thing for little girls. Have you seen the viral videos of the biannual senatorial swearing-ins? They've been out for years. You see, the senators would bring their whole extended families to the Capitol, and Biden would touch the little girls inappropriately when he thought no one was looking. But C-SPAN recorded the whole thing each time. Do an Internet search for Creepy Joe Biden. And you'll see the videos are still on YouTube. By the way, it might be easier if you use a search engine like DuckDuckGo instead of Google. Because YouTube itself wants to make it kind of difficult. And you know Google will suppress things that make liberals look bad. You know, okay, something just dawned on me. We are incensed about the recent revelation by Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook that the FBI asked them to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story in the run-up to the 2020 election. People who aren't willing to confront the idea that Biden outright stole it lament the idea that the FBI, Facebook, and Twitter conspired together to rig the election by hiding the Hunter Biden laptop story. Okay. Well, what about the videos of Joe Biden molesting little girls in public? Again, every two years as vice president, he would swear in new senators or senators who've been reelected. The whole family's up there. And while he thought nobody was looking, he was pawing these little girls. And the video is still out there. A bunch of videos. There was a total blackout on that story in the media. And the videos were available as early as 2017. Fox News refused to touch it. So so if you want to say Facebook and Twitter helped to rig the election, you have to throw Fox News in there too. How much harder would it have been for the Democrats to have stolen the 2020 election if all of America knew that Joe Biden is a pedophile. If all of America knew from video evidence that Joe Biden is a sexual predator, but all of the media, including Fox News, buried the evidence. Don't take my word for it. Look on the Internet. Again, YouTube doesn't make it easy to find, but it's there. Okay, look, I'll tell you the easiest way to find all the videos of Joe Biden molesting little girls. And I'm flabbergasted that this is still online. There's a Twitter profile by a guy named Richard Armande Mills, A-R-M-A-N-D-E. His Twitter profile is called Ram Rants. That's R-A-M as in mother, R-A-N as in Nancy, T-S, Ram Rants. That is the Twitter profile. I am amazed he wasn't kicked off Twitter years ago. If you go to the Ram Rants Twitter profile, 
the first thing you see at the top of his page, his pinned tweet, is a statement from November 13th, 2017, which says, it's time to talk about former Vice President Joe Biden, the open sexual predator. And he proceeds to share videos, a lot of videos. And at the end of all the videos, he says, what the Biden grope tapes reveal about Biden, he inappropriately touches women and little kids. He tells prepubescent girls not to date. He only cares about the age of the girls. His behavior is reminiscent of grooming. He makes people visibly uncomfortable. He lacks restraint. You know, if only somebody at Fox News had been willing to let America see the truth that the Democrat nominee for president is a pedophile, a sexual predator, what would the November 2020 election have looked like? We'll never know. I wonder who gave the order for everyone at Fox News to ignore those videos. There's enough evidence on them to indict and convict anyone else of child molestation. It should have garnered Biden a long prison sentence. Now putting all that into perspective, let's play the salient part of the previous soundbite again. How are you, baby? How old are you? How old are you? Almost double figures. You can almost hear there. She's saying she's nine. He's so excited. Almost double figures. Doesn't sound so innocent now, does it? You realize that Biden's DOJ sentencing two people to jail for possessing Joe Biden's daughter's diary confirms that her diary is real, right? You realize that in her diary, she said her dad took inappropriate showers with her when she was a young girl, right? Oh, by the way, one of the things that came off Hunter Biden's laptop was his phone list. In that phone list, Hunter gave his dad a nickname, Pedo Peter. This is who we are dealing with. This is who they want us to call president. Are you still wondering why Jeffrey Epstein's former girlfriend and pimp, Ghislaine Maxwell, went to federal prison for procuring underage girls for Epstein's clients, but not one of those clients has been indicted and probably none ever will? No, 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 no. Look, I'm not saying that Biden got on the Lolita Express and flew to Epstein's Island. Look at the bigger picture. This is about the deep state protecting the powerful, no matter how despicable their behavior is. Did you realize 
Former FBI Director James Comey's daughter was one of the lead prosecutors in the case that sent Epstein's girlfriend to jail? Okay. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Now let me try to get back to the video of Joe Biden's speech. And by the way, at least Fox News did show the wide angle. It looked like there were only about 100 people in that school gym in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Anyway, one of the remarkable things about Joe Biden's public speaking, and not just this week, but over and over and over again now for years, is his repeated insistence that he is not joking, when, of course, he hasn't said anything that anyone could remotely confuse with being humor in the first place. I want to thank your outstanding governor, Tom Wolf. Tom and I have been friends a long time. He's truly one of the best governors in the United States of America. Not a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke? Not a joke? I mean, how would, how would that sound like a joke? You're saying he's a great governor. What, what, what part of that would people think was supposed to be funny or not serious? Anyway, at other times, Dementia Joe insists he is being serious. He tends to sound agitated when he does. Now, I find it remarkable that a man who fancies himself to be the president of the United States in front of a hand-picked small crowd of partisan Democrats, none of whom will question anything he says. No matter how outrageous, continues to act as if he is concerned that he is not being taken seriously. Now, why do you think he does that so often? Is it the dementia talking? I mean, he's always been an odd duck, as it were. Anyway, let's keep score. By the way, I reserve the right to use baseball metaphors and or analogies with no warning. So, we just heard his first not-a-joke outburst, right? Okay. And Josh Shapiro is a champion for the rule of law as your attorney general. And he's going to make one hell of a governor. I really mean it. Hmm. I really mean it. Okay. That's Dementia Joe's first insistence that he is being serious. You know, I just had a thought. There was a quote from the great Russian dissident Alexander Solzhenitsyn about the communists of his day that went something like this. We know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know we know they are lying. We know they know we know they are lying. But they are still lying. So could that be part of Biden's frustration? Surely the relatively small crowd of groupies and communists that come out to cheer this lunatic at a high school gym in Scranton, Pennsylvania, have no idea he's lying. 
But a majority of Americans do, and even with the dementia, perhaps that's what's bothering him. And by the way, he couldn't be here today. We spoke Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. He's, when I say he's a powerful voice, well, I used to be in the old days a pretty good athlete. And if someone was really big and tough, you'd say, I wouldn't screw with him if I had a sledgehammer. Well, I tell you what, Fetterman's a hell of a guy, a powerful voice for working people, and he's going to make a great United States senator. He's going to make a great United States senator. You know, he sure talks about hell a lot. Uh, I'll get that later on in the show. Okay, that's right, Joe. End of quote. Repeat the line. Look, if you're outside of Pennsylvania, John Fetterman had a stroke, and he is having a difficult time speaking. He makes Joe Biden sound downright lucid. It's just one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. Also, a group that you need badly, you don't really appreciate till you need them, is the firefighters. The firefighters have been with me my whole career, and let me tell you something. There's an old expression, God made man, then he made a few firefighters, because you got to be crazy to be a firefighter. Man. I sure wish he'd said not a joke after that one. Wow. Talk about a non sequitur. Ah, yes. Non sequitur. A conclusion or statement that does not logically follow from the previous argument or statement. Okay, well, maybe that sort of thing makes sense to people with dementia, but it it sure doesn't make sense to anyone else. When I ran for president, I said I looked at the world the way I looked at it growing up in Scranton, and that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. Well, of course, it wasn't hyperbole, Joe. Um, Hyperbole is an exaggerated statement or claim not meant to be taken literally. By the way, if you include the not-a-joke line from earlier, this is Dementia Joe's third insistence that he is being serious. So for those of you scoring at home, that would be like a 6-4-3 to four to three double play. <laughs> families, what families wanted was in Scranton when I was growing up and my mom and dad and my grandpa was the basic, basic, basic as it is today. A decent job. The opportunity to be treated with dignity. Everyone, my dad would say, everybody, everybody's entitled to be treated with dignity, just simple dignity. The fact is that they want to be able to go to good schools, in safe neighborhoods, a decent place to live, and just a fair shot, just a fair shot for their kids. You know, a peace of mind knowing your kids can go to school or the playground or the movies or the high school game and come home safely. Not have to think about it. Yeah, Joe, sure. Sure, right. Well, you're destroying all that with your wide-open southern border, allowing murderers and terrorists free reign to come on in. And you're destroying that with your soft on violent crime, federal prosecutors for that matter. Well, for too long... 
Too many families haven't had that peace of mind. They watch the news and they see kids being gunned down in schools and on the streets. Almost every single night you turn the news on, that's what you see. Oh, you do. Yeah, Joe. Especially in big Democrat-run cities like New York, D.C., L.A., Chicago. Gee, I, I, I wonder why. Why is that, Joe? They see their neighbors lose their loved ones to drugs like fentanyl, which is a flat killer. Yes, indeed, Joe. It is definitely a flat killer. The fentanyl is produced in China, then transported to the Mexican cartels, whom they are in cahoots with, and then brought across our border by the same cartels you are in cahoots with. So this would have been a really good time for you to have thrown in a good old, I'm serious. Seems you're slipping, Joe. But, of course, your press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, just told an incredulous Peter Ducey that no one just walks across the border. That's not how it works. That's a modus operandi for really effective con artists, Joe. Never give up the con. They see hate and anger and violence just walking the streets of America. Well, again, Joe... That is mainly in the Democrat-run big cities. I know, I know. You're trying your best to import fentanyl and violent crime to the small rural communities in America, too, but you haven't completely succeeded yet, have you, Joe? I can't tell you how thankful we are to our advertisers, our friends, who make it possible for us to do what we do and crank out the Doc Washburn Show for you five times a week. Thank you so much. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still... Here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, 
RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement, call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right, thank you once again so much to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones Financial Advisors and Mitch Ward at RedRiverYourWay.com, two of our advertisers who are our friends. We appreciate you making it possible for us to do what we do here every day. Can't thank you enough for that. All right, um, let me... uh, uh, let me let me get back to this. Let's see which cut which cut were we on? Oh yeah 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 okay. Where we left off, I said, well again, Joe. The problems you're talking about are mostly big Democrat-run cities. I know you're trying your best to import fentanyl to, and violent crime to small rural communities in America, but you haven't completely succeeded yet. And they just want to feel safe again. They want to feel a sense of security. And that's what my crime plan is all about. You know, I call it the Safe for America's plan. And both your members of Congress voted for it. It's based on a simple notion. When it comes to public safety in this nation, the answer is not defund the police. It's fund the police. Fund the police. Hey, Joe, look, i tell you what. I've got an idea. If you really believe in funding the police, you must immediately repudiate every member of your party who called for defunding the police. So start with U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar, Democrat of Somalia. Ready, set, go. Oh, also, since your last crime bill back in the 90s instituted stiff prison sentences for people who smoke crack, 
Remember? Remember, Joe? And stiff penalties for people who abuse illegal drugs and own guns. And since your son Hunter lied on his federal background check that he doesn't abuse drugs and thus bought his guns illegally, perhaps we'll take your claims about crime seriously when you cite the voluminous evidence that your own son has broken multiple drug and firearms laws and you call for Hunter Biden's indictment. Now look, we get it. You have guilt issues for the kind of family you raised him in. Not his fault, the family he was born into, but that's no excuse, Joe. Hey, Joe, maybe maybe it's time for another I'm not joking because obviously you are joking. We expect them to do everything. We expect them to be protect us, to be psychologists, and to be sociologists. I mean, we expect you to do everything. I'm not joking. Attaboy, Joe. Right on time. Another I'm not joking. Okay, now there is a tie between I'm not joking and I'm serious. I really mean it with a score of two to two. And with a tie ball game going into the late innings, both managers are having to start giving serious consideration to what arms are actually available in their bullpens should a tie game take the teams into extra innings. And they probably do not relish that prospect, I'm here to tell you. You realize more police officers are killed dealing with domestic violence than anything else? You realize that? Okay, Joe. So what can the federal government do to prevent police officers from being killed in domestic violence situations? Point is, we ask so much of you, so much of you, I've not met a cop who likes a bad cop. Okay. So you're saying you've never met a bad cop yourself? Okay. Duly noted. There's bad in everything. There's lousy senators. There's lousy presidents. There's lousy doctors. There's lousy lawyers. No, I'm serious. Okay, new twist in an old game. That's not hyperbole. Now tied for second place. That I'm not joking. I'm serious. I mean it. Maintains the lead, but a narrow lead it is at that. Matt's the chair of the powerful subcommittee that controls the funding for public safety. He knows what it means investing in effective and accountable community policing that builds public trust and strengthens public safety. Okay, the drugs are starting to wear off. We're once again reminded we're dealing with an elderly dementia patient, right? But I don't want you to miss the dog whistle here. When a big government guy like Biden uses the term accountability in reference to a local police force, he's talking about a federal takeover of local police forces. You think violent crime is bad now? You just wait. These guys want to make police second-guess everything, thereby immobilizing them. 
Dementia Joe and his handlers want to turn your town into Chicago. No joke. I'm old enough to remember when cops used to walk the beat in Wilmington and in Scranton because they knew everybody. They knew the kid. They knew if someone was trouble, they knew whose house to go and knock on the door and say, Mom, your son just did. I'm being, I'm not being facetious. Well, of course you're not being facetious, Joe. Facetious means treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor. No attempt at humor was detected, inappropriate or not. So you're in the clear, Joe. Hmm. You know, Joe never was really all that bright. Do you think he's accustomed to using words he doesn't understand, or is it is it just the dementia kicking in again? They knew the neighborhoods. As part of the American Rescue Plan, I signed in the law last year, which they voted for, we set aside $350 billion, with a B, billion dollars for state and local governments all across America. Okay, so now why is inflation going through the roof again? And urge them to use it like your governor did to make communities safer. Here in Pennsylvania... Governor Wolf is using $250 million of that money to reduce crime and violence across this state. Okay, really, Joe? I mean, all across the state, Joe? Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw says Philly police can't keep up with the rising homicide rate. PBS Philly, March 30th, 2022. Crime without punishment, homicide clearance rates are dropping in Philadelphia as murder rates skyrocket. CBS Philadelphia, June 29th, 2022. Philadelphia Police Department website says they had 277 homicides in 2016. Up to 315 in 2017. Up to 353 in 2018. Up to 356 in 2019. Jumping to 499 in 2020. Jumping again to 562 in 2021. And with 361 already this year, they're on pace to easily pass last year's homicide total. But Dementia Joe just told us he gave the governor of Pennsylvania billions and he has used it to bring violent crime down all over the state. I guess not, huh? Now when you have a bought-and-paid-for George Soros district attorney in Philly who sometimes lets murder suspects just walk. But Joe, Joe will never mention that, will he? And Mayor Brown just described how it's helping fund community policing here in Wilkesbury, but guess what? Well, now, that's just remarkable, Joe. Because I checked Wilkes-Barre's latest crime statistics, and they are far ahead of the national average in assault, murder, rape, robbery, all the violent crimes, Joe. Now, why might that be? Joe, you just said that the American Rescue Plan was funding community policing in Wilkes-Barre. Joe? You're not going to believe it. I actually checked the city of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania's American Rescue Plan program status report, 
And Joe, are you sitting down, big fella? There's not one word in there about any of the money going to any kind of law enforcement. Almost a million dollars went to a couple dozen nonprofits, though. Oddly enough, Wilkes-Barre doesn't offer any details on that disbursement of almost $1 million to two dozen nonprofits. Oh, well, looks like more good old-fashioned Democrat slush fund payoffs. So, Joe, it looks like we actually caught you in another lie. Every single Republican member of Congress, every single one in this state, Every single one voted against the support for law enforcement. Well, gee, I wonder why, Joe. I mean, we already called you out on the lie that any money from that pork-laden bill went to law enforcement in the town you're actually speaking in. Let's see. Biden's restaurant rescue plan blatantly discriminates against white males. American Thinker, May 6, 2021. How COVID rescue funds are mowing down American small businesses, thefederalist.com, May 6, 2021. Joe Biden's American Rescue Plan still has hundreds of billions of dollars to inject into the American economy, threatening to make the ongoing inflation crisis even worse. Daily Caller, July 27, 2022. You get the picture. Gee, I wonder why no Republicans in Congress from Pennsylvania voted for this monstrosity. Obviously, it had nothing to do with law enforcement. Now, remember what the Bible says. If someone lies to you, he doesn't love you. He hates you. Talk about how much they love it. They voted against the funding. Flat out. Flat out. Every Republican in the House... Every Republican in the Senate, every single one. By the way, he just won't stop, will he? Oh, and also, by the way, that's not hyperbole. I know we expect so much from our law enforcement officers, so we need to support them. That's why my crime plan to help communities recruit, hire, and train Nationwide, more than 100,000 additional officers, accountable officers for community policing. Okay, now remember what that means when he puts the emphasis on the word accountable. He does not want local police departments to be accountable to local communities. He wants them to be controlled by the federal government. Dementia or not, he knows it. And he doesn't care. And I mean it. Wait, what was that again? And I mean it. Okay, so the count for the tandem of I'm serious and I mean it stands at four for this speech. But keep in mind that he wouldn't have to keep saying it if it were true. He's a liar. And he's a bad one at that. Folks, when it comes to fighting crime, we know it works. Officers on the street who know the neighborhood, not a joke, who know the neighborhood. 
How about that? Not a joke has three runs trailing. I mean it, I'm serious, by only one run. Keith, have you ever heard anyone say, not a joke, on such a regular basis, when clearly no one could reasonably confuse his statements for jokes? Well, Howard, the only example which springs to mind is an old-timer, Chico Ruiz, who played for the Reds and the Angels back in the day. Chico Ruiz? He must be 90 years old. Who know the families are protecting it? Who get the training they need to be able to do their jobs well? Who work to earn the community's trust? And as we hire more police officers, there should be more training, more help, and more accountability. You know, perhaps the uh, great Jack Posobiec over human events said it best. Biden is pro-police state, not pro-police. And there is a big difference. Without public trust, law enforcement can't do its job serving and protecting all the communities. If I can just interject for a moment, my deceased son, Bo, he was the attorney general of the state of Delaware. And what he used to do is go down in the east side, in the, what called the bucket, highest crime rate in the country. There's a place where I used to, I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down in that area, in the east side. And you know where the, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is, and the best basketball in the city is. It's where everybody shows up. Okay, so now if a conservative had said something like that, uh, everybody would say, well, that's racist. But it's just old Lunch Bucket Joe, just old Scranton Joe, the same guy who told a black radio personality, if you can't decide between me and Trump, then you ain't black. Remember that? He'd go down and hang out and sit on a bench with my, my grandson, who's now 17 years old. Okay, now, Bo Biden was attorney general of the state of Delaware from January 2007 to January 2015. He died May of 2015. So his son, who is now 17, as Joe Biden said, would have been roughly two years old to 10 years old while his dad was Delaware Attorney General. So there was no way that this young man's dad, Bo Biden, Joe's son, was going to take his little boy down to a part of Wilmington, Delaware, that Joe just said had the worst crime rate in the country. Never happened. Not to mention, the Wilmington News Journal newspaper printed an article stating that that area of Wilmington, the bucket, had been demolished by 2005, two years before Bo Biden became attorney general. So Joe Biden just made the whole thing up. Look, he's supposed to turn 80 in a few months. He's been lying his whole life. He's been getting away with it. And guess what? He's not going to change. And the police used to be in the car, the local city police. And you walk up and bang in the window. Say, get out of the car, damn it, meet these people. Let them see you. 
Let them know you. Let them know who you are. No, he didn't, Joe. He absolutely didn't know that. He absolutely didn't do that. That story would be stupid even if the dates didn't make it impossible. No one would do anything like that, Joe. You're just a con artist. Well, the truth was, remember what happened to community policing? We went from having enough cops on the street to cities doing well and then deciding they don't need more police officers. So they reduced the police forces. So you didn't have two cops in every vehicle. You had one cop in every vehicle. And I don't blame one cop for not getting out in some certain neighborhoods, not getting out of the car. The truth was, Joe? Did you just say the truth was? The truth? Joe, this is me talking here. You wouldn't know the truth of a bitch on the clavicle. And what happens is, it used to be, I can remember that when my son was the attorney general, he'd go around in the tougher neighborhoods, and he would ensure that every single cop gave his cell phone number to the local liquor store owner, the local church, the local grocery store, the local hamburger joint. So if there's a problem, they pick up the phone and call. Because what do people not want to do in tough neighborhoods? They don't want to be the one identified as turning so-and-so in. That literally makes no sense, Joe. You just make it up as you go along. Right, Joe? Crime Stoppers got started in the mid-70s, Joe. Nobody has to get in trouble for turning somebody in. You call Crime Stoppers, Joe. You ever heard of that, Joe? Crime Stoppers? You don't have Crime Stoppers in Wilmington, Delaware, Joe? Biggest city in the state? So, why would somebody get in trouble for calling the police, the 911, instead of calling a cop's cell phone number? How do you know if the cop's on duty or not? I mean, Joe, you're, you're pitiful, man. You're pitiful. No wonder you're always saying, no joke, I'm serious, I mean it. Because you just make up stuff that doesn't make any sense, Joe. I mean, that's just pitiful. I remember going on the east side in Wilmington in one of those old Victorian two, three-story apartment buildings and going up to see a woman whose name out, she's passed away, but won't mention her name now. And stand in that rotunda, that, that part that stuck out around the building. And she'd say, Joey, I know. I know what's going on. They all plan it downstairs. I can hear them. But I'm afraid to tell anybody. Afraid to tell anybody. The gangs. But she told you, though, right? Joey, you're just making that one up, too, aren't you? What don't you make up, Joe? And so I got her so that I got a phone number for the local cops. She'd call. They promised not to identify her because they knew there'd be retribution. Again, Joey, Crime Stoppers, started in the mid-1970s. Come on, man. The crime rate began to drop for real, not a joke. Yeah, Joe. It is a joke. It's a sick joke, Joe.
Okay, not a joke. Is tied with I'm serious. And I mean it. At four apiece. It's a horse race, ladies and gentlemen. You got to know people. You got to know and you got to be able to trust the police. The police have to be able to trust the community. The police have to be able to trust the community. Talking about the highest crime rate in the country. So, the police have to be able to trust the community, what, including the criminals, Joe? You're still not making any sense, Joe. We slipped away from that. We have a hell of a lot fewer cops today than we did when I wrote that initial crime bill. But now we've got to get back to it. And by the way, I'm not making the case there aren't bad cops. There's some really lousy cops. There's some really lousy doctors. There's some really lousy lawyers. I mean it. Okay, you already said that, Joey. Remember? No, you don't. The dementia kicking in again. Okay, the I mean it, I'm serious tandem now takes the lead with five to just four not-a-jokes. But here's the point. As we've seen too often, public trust is frayed and is broken, and it undermines public safety when it gets frayed. It literally undermines safety. Families across the country have to ask, why in this nation, for example, so many black Americans wake up knowing they could lose their lives just by living their lives. If you come from neighborhoods like I come from and down in Delaware, if you have a 16 or 17-year-old son and you get the driver's license, you sit down and say, look, if you get stopped, put your hands in the wheel. Don't do anything. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. All right. The I'm being serious, I mean it tandem takes a commanding lead six to four over not a joke as Joey pulls out a tried and true ploy for Democrats for generations, the race card, as he pretends white parents don't have to tell their teenagers to obey the police, too. But here's the point. Wait, wait, again? You, 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 you just did. You just did it. Here's the point. You're not going to make me start counting. Here's the points also, are you, Joe? Come on, man. Simply jogging. Sleeping on their homes. You know, they made headlines or not. They have a lot of lost souls. All right. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about here, Joe? I mean, could you be more specific? You're talking about the epidemic of black-on-black crime. You're talking about out-of-control crime in places like Chicago. Come on, man. Spill the beans. Tell us. Increased trust makes policing more effective and it strengthens public safety. And the communities, by the way, that want the police more than any other community are the tough, poor communities. Black, white, immigrants. They need the help. They want the help. It's not they don't want it. They want to help. Without that, victims don't call for help. Witnesses don't step forward. Crimes go unsolved. Justice isn't served. You know what they really want, Joey? What they really want is to be able to protect and defend themselves. But you definitely don't want that because you're a gun grabber, Joey. I took executive action. 
which I'm allowed to do as president. I always admired governors can take executive action. But all kidding aside. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Judges. Judges, we're, we're, we're going to need a ruling here. Does, does all kidding aside, does, does, does that count as uh, the same thing as not a joke? Oh, well, all righty then. Not a joke is trailing I mean it, I'm serious by only six to five. To make some of these reforms for federal officers, I couldn't do it for state officers. One, no federal officer is allowed to use a chokehold. And that's what gets cops killed. For that matter, that's what gets perpetrators killed. He says he only has the power to keep federal officers from using chokeholds, but they will try to tie the hands of local police, too. I guarantee you that's exactly what they're going to try to do. And it's going to be disastrous. No federal officer can restrict, there's restricted no-knock warrants. We created a national database for officers who have misbehaved and been held accountable so they can't hide. My plan will help make sure that state and local governments adopt these same reforms. Did I tell you or did I tell you? I told you. My plan does something else really important. It addresses the opioid epidemic. Notice how many people are dying of opioid overdoses now? And by the way, laced with fentanyl? No, 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 no. Look, Joey, seriously, man. If, if that actually bothered you, the drug overdoses bothered you, simple. You close the border. But you don't care. Attorney General Shapiro can tell you more about that you never want to know for a fact. For real. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Judges? Um... Does for real, does, does, is that the same thing as, as I'm being serious? Okay, okay. I mean it, I'm serious. That tandem takes a commanding 7-5 to five lead over no joke. For those of you scoring at home. Bills in the progress we made this summer when I signed in the law the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, the most significant gun safety law we passed in 30 years. Well, Joe, I got to tell you something, man. Red flag laws get people killed. But Joe is fine with that. He doesn't care. Enough said. And we beat the NRA. We took them on and we beat the NRA straight up. Now, remember, our founders warned us to watch out for people who would seek to disarm us. Not a joke. I'm serious. I'm not making this up. No hyperbole. You have no idea how intimidating they are to elected officials. The NRA was against it, which means the vast majority, the vast majority of Republicans in Congress couldn't even stand up and vote for it because they're afraid of the NRA. It's not unusual. Every Democrat, Republican, Senator, they, they get afraid of certain interest groups. Really, Joe? 
do tell. Democrats and Republicans are afraid of certain interest groups. Which interest groups are you afraid of, Joe? Uh, Let me guess. Planned Parenthood? I mean, we know you and Hunter are compromised and blackmailed by China and Russia. Everything you do benefits them. But, Joe, what uh, what about the abortion lobby? You have a granddaughter in Arkansas. You refuse to even acknowledge her existence. You clearly would have preferred that her mother had her killed by abortion rather than allowing her to be born. Is the abortion industry a special interest group that you're afraid of, Joey? I mean, do they have something on you? We took on the NRA, and we're going to take them on again, and we won, and we will win again. But we're not stopping here. I'm determined to ban assault weapons in this country. Determined. Okay, Joey, um, one question here. What? What is an assault weapon? I did it once before, and I'll do it again. Well, you sure did, Joe. You definitely did it once before, 1994. That's when your 10-year assault weapon ban was passed by Congress, signed by Bill Clinton. And guess what? Violent crime rates in America actually rose during that 10-year period from 1994 to 2004. The Columbine High School mass murder actually happened during that 10-year span. More guns, less crime, Joe. Learn it, love it, live it, Joey. Ah, who am I kidding? This dope is way past learning anything. For many of you home, I want to be clear. It's not about taking away anybody's guns. In fact, we should be treating responsible gun owners as examples how every gun owner should behave. Okay, now let's think about this. He's going to ban... Millions of guns in common use in the United States of America. But at the same time, he says he's not going to take anyone's guns away. Remember two things. He's been lying all his life and getting away with it. And he thinks you're stupid. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There is a third thing. There is a third thing. The only people he's upset with are people who aren't stupid enough to fall for his BS, which is an overwhelming majority of Americans. Remember, Donald Trump won in a landslide, and they stole the election. So he knows. In in lucid moments, he knows that an overwhelming majority of Americans are not buying his lies. In lucid moments, he understands that. He knows that. By the way, thank you again to our advertisers, our friends, for making it possible for us to do what we do. 
the Doc Washburn Show, five times a week. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thank you again to my friends and advertisers, and also my doctors, they are Dr. Crabtree, Dr. J.R. Crabtree, and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people that we know. If you have health issues, you really ought to check out TurnMyPowerOn.com. All right, now, Dementia Joe decides to uh, take a crack at misquoting one of the finest justices that we've ever had on the United States Supreme Court. I have two shotguns at home. I can't. It's a long story, but I not oppose the guns. But I support the Second Amendment. I support the Second Amendment. But the Second Amendment is one of the most one of the most conservative justices in history. Justice Scalia once wrote. Like, quote, like most rights, the rights granted by the Second Amendment are not unlimited. They're not unlimited. Okay, uh, that's not a quote. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Gun grabbers often misquote Justice Antonin Scalia from the Heller decision. So let's look at exactly what Scalia actually said in context. First of all, Justice Scalia never said the Second Amendment granted us the right to keep and bear arms. So I hate to shock you, but once again, Dementia Joe is lying to you. Scalia actually said, like most rights, the right secured, not granted, secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. So what's the difference? Our right to self-defense is a God-given right that predates the Second Amendment, the Constitution, our very nation itself. 
Our forefathers understood that. Justice Scalia reaffirmed that. And obviously, one of the purposes of the Second Amendment was to make sure those rights were secured. In other words, not taken away. But Joe Biden, on the other hand, believes in an all-powerful federal government. He does not believe in God-given rights because he doesn't believe in God. He wants the government to be able to take away all of your rights. But even with the clarification that Scalia said secured, not granted, you may still be concerned about Justice Scalia saying the Second Amendment right is not unlimited. Okay, for better or for worse, let me give you the context. Here's what Justice Antonin Scalia actually said when he wrote the landmark Heller decision in 2008. Here is the passage in question. He says, Like most rights, the Second Amendment right is not unlimited. It is not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever, in any manner whatsoever, and for whatever purpose. For example, concealed weapons prohibitions have been upheld under the amendment or state analogs. The court's opinion should not be taken to cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings, or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. Miller's holding that the sorts of weapons protected are those in common use at the time finds support in the historical tradition of prohibiting the carrying of dangerous and unusual weapons. Now then, I find the next paragraph fascinating because when gun grabbers like Biden try to misquote Justice Scalia and wrench his previous statement out of context, the last thing in the world they want to focus on is what the court's Heller decision actually ruled. So here is the very next paragraph. It says, The handgun ban... And the trigger lock requirement as applied to self-defense violate the Second Amendment. The District of Columbia's total ban on handgun possession in the home amounts to a prohibition on an entire class of arms that Americans overwhelmingly chose for the lawful purpose of self-defense under any of the standards of scrutiny the court has applied to enumerated constitutional rights. This prohibition in the place where the importance of the lawful defense of self, family, and property is made acute would fail constitutional muster. Similarly, the requirement that any lawful firearm in the home be disassembled or bound by a trigger lock makes it impossible for citizens to use arms for the core lawful purpose of self-defense and is hence unconstitutional. Because Heller conceded at oral argument that the D.C. licensing law is permissible if it is not enforced arbitrarily and capriciously, the court assumes 
that a license will satisfy his prayer for relief and does not address the licensing requirement. Assuming he is not disqualified from exercising Second Amendment rights, the district must permit Heller to register his handgun and must issue him a license to carry it in the home. So, did I mention the court recognize your God-given right to self-defense? Did I mention that Dementia Joe lies an awful lot? Did I mention that Dementia Joe is doing China's bidding and would like to see more Americans dead? They hated Scalia. They hate the Heller decision, which is why they routinely misquoted, just so you know. Right now you can't go out and buy an automatic weapon. You can't go out and buy a cannon. You lying reprobate. How dare you? Lying reprobate with one foot dangling over the abyss and the other on a banana peel. I'll tell you what. Let's look at the website, thecannonstore.com. The Cannon Store is the online retail sales division of the Belmore Johnson Company. Since 1975, the Belmore Johnson Company has manufactured Winchester Signal Cannons under exclusive license from the Olin Corporation. The Cannon Store is also proud to be an authorized dealer of RBG Cannons, fine yachting cannons, hand-built in East Haddam, Connecticut. All prices for products listed on this website are in U.S. dollars. Customer agrees to the product's listed price at time of purchase. We do not offer any price matching, and we cannot make a price adjustment after an order is shipped. Sale prices do not apply to previously purchased items. Customized cannons. Because of our close affiliation with the cannon makers, nearly all of our cannon models can have features and finishes customized to you or your organization's specifications. Please contact us for further information. Firearms license. No license is required to purchase or own our cannons. They are classified by the United States Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms as saluting and signaling devices and not as a firearm or weapon. No, I, I thought Dementia Joe just said you can't buy a cannon. So, yes, Joey, of course you're lying again. You can indeed buy as many cannons as your heart desires in America in the year of our Lord, 2022. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. All right. So this is a statement that is so outrageous that one is tempted to react emotionally. But I think it would be more helpful to look at the implication of what this would-be dictator is saying with a cold, dispassionate analytical eye. 
I think it's crucial that we break down what he is saying, bearing in mind that someone else is talking through him. Now, remember, ever since he took office, he has repeatedly confessed publicly that he is not in charge. So who is? Anyway, the most important point here is not his saying you would need an F-15, but why he says you would need an F-15. He literally just said, if you are concerned about, quote, keeping America independent and safe, unquote, then your intention is to, quote, fight against this country, unquote. Not against another country, but against your own country. Now, how does this make sense? How does this make sense? Well, how can whoever dictated those words to be written on Joe's teleprompter equate the desire to keep America independent and safe on the one hand with actually wanting to fight against the American government on the other hand? Remember now, Joe has dementia, but the person responsible for those words being on his teleprompter does not have dementia. So what is the implication here? What message are we supposed to take from this odd assertion that if you want to keep America independent and safe, then you want to actually fight against your country? Well... The only conclusion I can draw is that those in charge of our government do not want this country to remain independent and safe. By the way, is anybody else talking about this? Am I the only one talking about this? Those in control are trying to enslave us to the Chinese communists, and if you disagree with their agenda, they say that you want to fight against the American government. Now, I hope this alarms you as much as it alarms me. No, I'm not joking. Oh, boy. There's another one. And we're all tied. I'm not joking. Six. I'm serious. I mean it. Six going into the top of the eighth. Boy, oh, boy. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. Uh, we're, uh, we're way ahead of you on that one, Joey. Way ahead of you. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. Okay, it's time for a fact check. Dementia Joe just asserted that patriotic Americans who want to keep their country free and independent are actually... Shooting at cops. Survey says. Oh, sorry, Joey. The correct answer was Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and Islamic jihadists shoot at cops. Well, better luck next time, Joey. Better luck next time. Folks, look, I went to every major school shooting and around the, in the country since I was a chairman of the Judiciary Committee all the way through vice president and president. Hmm. Let's, uh, 
Let's take a look at that, shall we? Dementia Joe claims he visited the sites of all the school shootings from the time he was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee right up through his present job. Hmm. Let's, you know, I, I think we're, we're probably going to need a ruling on the judges on, on, on that one. Judges, can you take a quick look at the, uh, at the record? Did Dementia Joe actually visit the sites of all the school shootings from the time he was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee all the way up through his present job? What's the ruling? Survey set! Ooh, sorry once again, Joe. Sorry once again. False, Joe. Dementia Joe did not visit Columbine High School in Colorado. He did not visit Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. He did not visit Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. And the only reason he visited Virginia Tech five years after the horrible mass shooting there was a campaign swing as Obama and Biden were running for re-election in 2012. So once again, he is lying to beat the band. Now, let's review. What does it mean when Joey lies to you? It means he hates you and wouldn't mind seeing you dead. Over 48,000 people died from gunshot wounds in 2021 in the United States of America. Gee, Joey, that is awful. Well, I, I sure wish they all had a fighting chance to defend themselves. Don't you, Joey? No, you don't. You want them all defenseless, don't you, Joey? That's right. Over 26,000 by suicide. Wow. Well, that's terrible too, Joey. So what law do you propose to do to prevent people from committing suicide, Joe? I mean, you're not going to get anywhere near that question, are you? See, all Joey does here is to try to play on the emotions of his sheep-like followers. I mean, that's it. When guns are the number one killer, listen to this, the guns are the number one killer of children in America. Of children and number one. Number one killer of children in America. Judges, you're ruling. Oh, wrong again, Joey. None other than the CDC and the New England Journal of Medicine's figures say, once again, Joe Biden, you, sir, are a bald-faced liar. More children die from guns than active-duty police and active-duty military personnel combined. Okay, that is horrible, Joe. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't double-check everything. I don't have time to check to see whether you're lying about this one, too. But let the record reflect that police and active-duty military tend to be better able to defend themselves against violence than children do. Also, let the record reflect, I will never take seriously the idea that an abortion enthusiast like 
Joey here actually cares about the death of children. Not a chance, Joey. Not a chance. We have to act. We have to act for those families in Buffalo, Uvalde, Newtown, El Paso, Parkland, Charleston, Las Vegas, Orlando. I've been to every one of those sites. Stop lying, Joe. You haven't. Not a joke, Joe. Sit down with those parents. I spent four hours last time. Met with every single one of the parents and families that lost someone. See the looks in their faces. Think about it. Think about the devastation that's occurred. Okay, Joey. I'm thinking about it. And what I'm thinking about is the fact that it's your fault, Joe. The blood's on your hands, Joe. The Safe Schools Act you got passed in 1994 made it illegal for school employees to carry weapons on school campuses so the teachers and children became sitting ducks, defenseless. After that act became law, school shootings increased. And you know what? You like that, don't you, Joey? You want us all defenseless, don't you, Joey? We have to act for all those kids gunned down on our streets every single day that never make the news. There's a mass shooting every single day in this country, in the streets of America, every single day. Yeah, I don't think so, Joe. Not every day, Joe. But as you know, most of these mass shootings that do happen are mostly in Democrat-run big cities with George Soros-funded prosecutors who let violent criminals back out on the street quickly on a regular basis. But you don't want to talk about that, do you, Joey? You don't want to talk about the fact Kamala Harris has helped raise bail money for violent criminals, do you, Joey? You have to ask. You have to ask so our kids can learn to read in school instead of learning to duck and cover. Okay, Joey, look, I'll tell you what. Since school shootings statistically hardly ever happen in America, wouldn't it be easier to make sure kids learn to read by stopping the focus on personal pronouns, grooming them into the idea they can change their gender, and teaching the white kids they're racist and the black kids they're oppressed. Remember, y'all, Joe doesn't actually care about your children. You know, we're living in a country awash with weapons of war. Oh, my goodness, not, not, not that one. All right, judges? <laughs> yep, that's what I thought. Sorry, Joe. As you said previously, you can't just buy an automatic weapon these days. So, nope. You lied again. Weapons that weren't designed to hunt are designed to take on an enemy. That's what they were designed to do. Right, Joe. They are designed to take on an enemy because, as I'm sure you know, the Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It is all about self-defense. If someone tries a home invasion at my place, 
he becomes my enemy. I will use my gun, and he will be leaving toes up, as it should be. For God's sake. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you, you just messed up, Joe. Joey, let me tell you something. It would be a really good idea for you to get his name out of your mouth. Now, each one of us will stand before God and give an account of what we have done on this earth. And you, for one, have made it very clear to one and all that you are God's enemy. You blaspheme by using his name in such a fashion. It is written, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. What's the rationale for these weapons outside of the war zone? They inflict severe damage. Okay, Joe, now let's think about this. If it's wrong for people to possess weapons for self-defense because they can inflict severe damage, you, sir, need to step up and be an example. You need to disarm your Secret Service security detail immediately and announce it for all the world to know. Take charge, Joey. Don't take no for an answer, Joey. Be a shining light on a hill for gun sense, Joey. These weapons are bad. When I was recently in Uvalde, I almost hesitate to say to some of the kids in here. Uh, that's the joy we know. Good old Dementia Joe. As if we needed a further reminder that he's really not in charge once again. He just loses it. You know what some of the parents had to do? Supply DNA. Supply DNA. His AR-15 just rips the body apart. Could not identify. Could not identify the body. Now, that may be true. That may not be true. But what we do know is that dementia patients often exhibit inappropriate and unreasonable outbursts of anger. What we also know, again, is that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is more responsible for unsafe schools than anyone else in America, with a possible exception of William Jefferson Clinton, who signed his bill into law. A 20-year-old kid can walk in and buy one? DNA to say that's my baby. What the hell's the matter with us? Us? What's the matter with us? Well, you got a frog in your pocket? Hey, leave us out of this. Let's talk about what's the matter with you. You want us all just as defenseless as those children and teachers. That's one of the many things that's the matter with you, not us. Oh, I'm not joking. Think about it. Yeah, you're angry. You're shouting. You think someone will mistake your outburst for joking? What are you, a moron? 
No, you think about it, pal. Take a seat. For that matter, take all the seats. For those of you scoring at home, I'm not joking. Now, Leeds, I'm serious. I mean it. Seven to six. What are we doing? And by the way, how many my dad used to love to hunt in the Poconos when we lived in Scranton? How many deer bear wearing Kevlar vests? Huh? Not a joke. Well, of course it's not a joke, big guy. Jokes are supposed to be funny. And once again, the Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It's about self-defense and not just against criminals, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Update for those of you scoring at home. Not a joke now takes the lead. Eight to six. Do you realize the bullet out of an AR-15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun? Five times is lighter and can pierce Kevlar. Okay, Joe, I did a simple Internet search for how fast does an AR-15 bullet travel. And I found a brief article from Reason Magazine entitled, Biden's Apparently Incorrect Claim That AR-15 Bullets travel five times faster than others. And here's what it said. The muzzle velocity of an AR-15, which is to say the speed at which the bullet travels when it leaves the rifle, is about 3,300 feet per second. That's an anti-AR-15 Washington Monthly article that confirms that. Other rifles have muzzle velocities in the same range, 2,500 to 4,000 feet per second, or so according to a list that the article links to, or 2,731,050 to on a different list, though the velocity is also influenced in some measure by barrel length. If the AR-15 bullets are faster than most rifles, not any other rifles, they're only slightly faster. Joe Biden also said in the same sentence after he said, do you realize the bullet out of an AR-15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun? He says the AR-15 can pierce Kevlar. Well, now that, that's true, but only because it's true of many rifles generally. One can say what one will about whether banning AR-15s is likely to reduce deaths. I doubt it will either for mass shooting deaths or homicide deaths more generally. And he links to the reasons that the bans won't work. But it seems pretty clear that Joe Biden's argument for why it would do so is not correct. How about them apples, Joe? We're, we're, we're just not going to let you get away with it, Joe. We hold you accountable here on the Doc Washburn Show, Joe. You don't like that, do you? Imagine being a parent. Not just losing a child, but not being able to physically identify the child or the adult because they've literally been blown apart. Okay, let me tell you what Joe is doing here. Joey is using a logical fallacy called the appeal to emotion. Even Wikipedia makes short work of old Lunch Bucket Joe on this one. Appeal to emotion is 
an informal fallacy characterized by the manipulation of the recipient's emotions in order to win an argument, especially in the absence of factual evidence. This kind of appeal to emotion is a type of red herring. The appeal to emotion is only fallacious when the emotions that are elicited are irrelevant to, to evaluating the truth of the conclusion serve to distract from rational consideration of relevant premises or information. For, for example, if a student says, if I fail this paper, I will lose my scholarship, of course is not plagiarized. The emotions elicited by the first statement are not relevant to establishing whether the paper was actually plagiarized. Got it? We equip, we equip our service members with the most lethal weapons on earth to protect all of us, protect Americans. But we require them to receive significant training, extensive background checks, mental health assessments. And yet, the Second Amendment, your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, is the law of the land. So, Joey, your assertions are irrelevant. Next. They have to learn how to lock up and store their weapons responsibly or they get kicked out. Oh, Joey, 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 Joey. You betray yourself, Joey. Service members have to lock up their weapons on base, Joe. So they can't carry sidearms around on base, Joey? Unless they're MPs, Joey? So that's how active shooters were able to murder so many people at Fort Hood twice, Joey? 2009 and 2014, Joe? And the 2015 shootings at the Chattanooga Recruiting Center and U.S. Naval Reserve Center, Joe. Those service members were also unable to defend themselves because they were not allowed to carry sidearms, Joe. That was on your watch, Joe. You're vice president. Jihadists mowing down American service members on American soil because you and Barack didn't want them to be able to protect and defend themselves. Now, why is that, Joey? We let any stranger, an 18-year-old, walk in, a 20-year-old, and buy an AR-15. Okay, Joe, but you are just fine with much younger people, middle school-age kids getting double mastectomies because girls think they're boys, or surgical castrations because boys think they're girls. You're just fine with that. 18-year-olds are adults, Joe. If they're out on their own, making their own way, they have every right to be able to protect and defend themselves, Joe. But you don't want that, do you? Do you love bloodshed that much, Joey? That's why back in 1994, I took on the NRA and passed the assault weapons ban. For 10 years, mass shootings were down. 10 years in a row since I passed that legislation in 1994 as a chair, as a, a senator. Bald face lie. The mass shootings were not down during those 10 years. You can look it up. But in 2004, Republicans let that ban expire. What happened? Mass shootings in America tripled. Tripled. 
Oh, Lunch Bucket Joe, old Scranton Joe. Subscribes to the Joseph Goebbels theory. If you're going to tell a lie, tell a really big one. It's time to ban these. It's time to ban these weapons. We did it before. We can do it again. Hey, Joe, I got a better idea. Got a suggestion for you. Why don't you take a long walk off a short pier, okay? It's time to hold every elected official's feet to the fire and ask them, are you for banning assault weapons, yes or no? Ask them. If the answer is no, vote against them. You know, I'm concerned that guys who act like this continue to act as if they have no concern whatsoever about the possible outcomes of upcoming elections. Does that bother you too? I'm prouder that after seven years, we finally had a Senate-confirmed director of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms responsible for any gun crimes for seven years. The other team would not let us appoint anyone to that job. Incredibly important job to help local law enforcement, federal law enforcement, identify the ballistics, a whole range of things. For seven years, we finally got a pass this time out, barely. Seven years because they didn't didn't want anybody in that job. Well, God bless conservatives for fighting in the Senate for years to block gun grabbers from taking over the ATF. My plan gives the Bureau the funding to hire more agents to stop gun trafficking. All right, first of all, the ATF has an annual budget of almost a billion and a half dollars. Secondly, the fast and furious gun trafficking scandal happened on your watch as Joe, as Vice President Joey. So please, spare us your fake concern. By the way, there's a lot of states that don't allow you to purchase certain weapons in the state. They just cross the state line and go buy it next door, bring it across the state line. All right, so some states are freer, more Second Amendment-friendly states than others. Duly noted, Joey. You know what the Mexicans are? Mexico, which has real problems causing us real problems. You know what their biggest complaint is? Can't we stop gun gun trafficking across the southern border into Mexico? There are certain gun dealers that are basically not gun dealers. They're wholesalers providing the weapons to anybody who have the money. Oh, yeah, Joey. Yeah, we know. No, not wholesalers. Nobody can get away with that, Joey. Gun dealers, Joey. Again, it was called the Fast and Furious Gunwalking Scandal. The Obama-Biden regime instructed gun dealers in the Southwest to let illegal aliens make straw purchases of weapons and take them back across the Mexican border so innocent Mexican citizens could be murdered with them. That was supposed to be the catalyst to prompt for calls for more gun control here in the U.S., then Joey, your your buddy, Attorney General Eric Holder, refused a congressional subpoena to come testify under oath about it in Congress. Yeah, Joey, Eric was the first sitting cabinet member 
to ever be held in contempt of Congress. And now you bring up the gun-walking scandal as if you're concerned? As if you had nothing to do with it, Joey? You're a real piece of work. You know that, Joe? Folks, look. We can help local law enforcement. We can solve more gun crimes if we have the someone heading up, which we finally do. This organization is designed to track this kind of behavior. Joey, listen to me. As long as you have mayors like Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, as long as you have George Soros, prosecutors in major cities like New York, Philly, L.A., you're not going to be solving much gun crime. But you know that. Don't you, Joey? Let me close with this. A safer America requires all of us to uphold the rule of law. Not the rule of any one party or any one person. Let's be clear. You hear some of my friends in the other team talking about political violence and how it's necessary. Okay, obviously... Republican politicians are not calling for political violence. That's what Democrats do. So I did some research. And apparently, Joe Biden here is talking about something his, I guess, friend up until a few days ago, South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, said on Trey Gowdy's show on Fox last Sunday night, And it went something like this. I've never been more worried about the law and politics as I am right now. How can you tell a conservative Republican that the system works when it comes to Trump? Look at what happened with Crossfire Hurricane. It was a joke of an investigation. People lied and manipulated the evidence. Look what happened to Hunter Biden. They gave him a complete pass, apparently, and the social media outlets in this country suppressed information that could have mattered. And if they try to prosecute President Trump for mishandling classified information after Hillary Clinton set up a server in her basement. They literally will be rice in the street. I worry about our country. I do too. The lady's blindfolded for a reason. And when you begin to start peeking out from behind that blindfold, you're yep. finished as a republic. Okay. Did you hear that? Does that sound like someone who is advocating for violence? Of course not. On the other hand, does this clip of California Democrat Congresswoman Maxine Waters with a bad microphone sound like someone advocating for violence? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. A gasoline station. Well, I thought I was old. Um, how about this short clip from Democrat New Jersey Senator Cory Booker? Does this sound like somebody calling for violence? Get up in the face of some Congress people. Get up in the face of some Congress people. Um, 
about the Democrat Congresswoman, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, saying the following when Trump was still in in office. Domestic enemies are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress. Oh, my goodness. Last but not least, could could this charge from Democrat Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Minnesota, lead to violence? We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. But Joey claims Republicans are doing what Democrats are actually doing. Tell you what, Joey, why don't you clean your own house first? Okay? We'll take care of ours. Think about this now. Did any of you think, even as old as I am, you've ever been in an election where we talk about it's appropriate to use force, political violence in America? Joey, Joey, Joey. You really, you really shouldn't have gone there, Joey. I'm telling you. The press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. I mean, what was that, Joey? Huh? You know, you sound kind of violent yourself, Joey. Know what I'm saying? It's never appropriate. Never. Period. Never, never, never. No one should be encouraged to use political violence. None whatsoever. Oh, okay. Okay, Joey, so what you said about wanting to beat Trump up was was wrong then? Okay. Understood. And look... You know, if we're in a situation where, to this day, the MAGA Republicans in Congress defend the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Okay, Joey, let me ask you this. How many of the people who, quote, stormed the Capitol, unquote, on January 6th were feds and or Antifa, Joey? No, 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 listen to me. Executive Assistant Director of FBI National Security, Jill Sanborn, refused to answer Senator Ted Cruz's questions under oath how many feds were there that day and did any of them commit violent acts. She refused. But, as your old buddy Rahm Emanuel once said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Right, Joey? Imagine, Joe, if you turned on the television in Washington, D.C. and saw a mob of a thousand people storming down the hallways of the parliament, breaking down the doors, trying to overturn an outcome of election and killing several police officers in the meantime. Okay, Joey. That's another bald-faced lie. Now, we know Joe is not in charge. We know he's reading a teleprompter. So when you consider the fact that he has a pretty formidable case of dementia, we'll probably never find out whether he knows he's lying, but his speechwriters know he is. Now, it's popular for conservatives 
to say only one person was killed at the Capitol on January 6, 2021, and that was Ashley Babbitt. Well, while she was murdered in cold blood by Lieutenant Michael Byrd that day, she was not the only person killed that day. Roseanne Boyland was beaten senseless by a female Capitol cop who kept beating her after she was unconscious, and then she was crushed. So she died that day. Also, Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips, two peaceful Trump supporters, succumbed to heart attacks after being hit by stun grenades by police outside the Capitol. So in reality, four people were killed at the Capitol that day, and none of them were police. Oh, and by the way, Joey, we, uh, we don't have a parliament. This is the U.S., not the U.K. Imagine. Imagine what you think. Think about what the world saw. Not what we saw, what the world saw. Do you ever think the United States, that would happen? What I find even more incredible is the defense of it. Cops attacked and assault, assaulted, speared with flagpole and with flagpoles, sprayed with mace, stomped on, dragged, brutalized. Police lost their lives as a result of that day. Police lost their lives. Joey, Joey, Joey. Repeating the lie won't make it true, Joey. No police lost their lives that day. However, the violence you describe reminds me of the attack on the White House in late May and early June of 2020. More than 50 Secret Service agents were injured. Not a peep out of you about that, eh, Joey? Not a word. I don't think you ever mentioned that, did you? One of the officers said it was worse than anything he had experienced in war in Iraq. So let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. Don't tell me. Um, I'll tell you what, Joey. Let's, uh, let's make a compromise here. I'll condemn your lying about what happened on January 6th. Okay, pal. Oh, and Joey, don't tell me you support law enforcement when you're trying to federalize police departments and turn the whole country into Chicago and Philadelphia. All right, pal. For God's sake, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Okay, that's easy, Joe. I'm on God's side. The opposite of the side you're on. You're on the side of killing babies in the womb, indoctrinating little children they can change their gender, and showering with your daughter, Joe. That's whose side you're on. And, and, and Joey, you're breaking God's law every time you take his name in vain. Got it? Look, you're on the side of a mob, the side of the police. You can't be pro-law enforcement and pro-insurrection. All right, Joey. Did you ever condemn the violent attack on the White House in the summer of 2020 when Trump and family were forced into the basement bunker of the White House? That was an insurrection, Joey. January 6th was a Fed surrection, a setup by the Feds, and more and more Americans are finding out about it all the time, Joey. 
That must drive you crazy, doesn't it? You can't be a party of law and order and call the people who attacked the police on January 6th patriots. You can't do it. Well, now, Joey, of course. If anyone actually attacked police that day, they should be prosecuted vigorously. But self-defense, Joey, because a lot of police attacked first. Self-defense is not the same thing as assault in the eyes of the law, Joey. Also, why are you guys hiding Ray Epps and the guy on the scaffolding with a bullhorn, the two main instigators? Say it with me, Joey. It's not an insurrection. It's a fedsurrection. What are we teaching our children? Well, according to your daughter Ashley's diary, which has been confirmed as authentic when your Justice Department prosecuted the people whose hands it fell into, you taught her it was okay to take showers with her dad when she was a little girl. I mean, I can't imagine what you taught Hunter. Now it's sickening to see the new attacks on the FBI threatening the life of law enforcement agents and their families for simply carrying out the law and doing their job. Wow, Joey. That would be awful. But you lie so often and so effortlessly, I'm afraid we'll really need to see some proof if you want us to actually believe you this time. You little old boy who cried wolf, you. Gee, if only there were some kind of a Federal Bureau of Investigation that can investigate and apprehend people who threaten their own agents and their families. Oh, well. A guy can dream, huh? Look, I want to say this as clear as I can. There's no place in this country, no place, for endangering the lives of law enforcement. No place. None, never, period. Nice words, Joey. If only we had a president who actually believed those words. We used to. But you and your cronies stole the last election from him. I'm opposed to defunding the police. I'm also opposed to defunding the FBI. Okay, Mike Pence. What are you guys uh, singing from the, uh, the same choir book there? Thank God most of America isn't like your little group there. Of 100 people in a high school gym in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Look. Wait. Again? Again, I have to look? I should have kept track of how many times he said look. There's no greater responsibility for government than ensuring the safety of our people. Well, again, Joey, the proof is in the pudding, okay? If you actually believe that, you would stop the drug cartels and the jihadists from coming across our southern border. But you don't actually believe that, so you don't actually want to stop them. Capiche? Every parent should be able to know when a kid leaves home to go to school or just walk the street, they're going to come home safely. We can do this. We have to do this. We just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. And everything you do. 
gets us closer and closer to our destruction. You don't care about parents. You don't care about children. Everything you do proves it day in and day out. So, folks, let's remember who in God's name we are. I really mean it. Again, with the taking of God's name in vain, Joey. Joey, 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 you're going to be sorry, Joey. I'm trying to warn you in your best interest. Oh, and and another, I really mean it. What are we up to now? I think that's seven, with no joke still in the lead, with eight. What our values are, what we believe. Well, Joey, the problem is that we no longer seem to have shared values in this country. A majority of Americans believe in freedom and liberty and keeping the government out of our business. You obviously believe quite differently. We would like to go back to a prosperous economy with religious and economic freedom. You obviously believe quite differently. We the people. That's how our Constitution starts, the Declaration. We the people. Actually, Joey, you're right the first time. It was the Constitution, not the... uh, not the declaration. And by the way, no one expects politics to be a patty cake. It sometimes gets mean as hell. But the idea you turn on the television and see senior senators and congressmen saying, if such and such happens, there'll be blood in the street. Where the hell are we? Well, Joey, let me take a stab at that one. It sounds like we're smack dab in the middle of the fundamental transformation of this country your old buddy Barack Obama talked about back in 09. Come on, Joey. For once in life, try to be honest. You wouldn't mind some more blood in the streets, would you? You never condemned the murderous Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots back in 2020, did you? Hey, Joey. Giuseppe. Hey, you got to break a few eggs. To make an omelet, eh? Well, that's all I'm looking for. And folks, do me a favor. <laughs> Presumptuous me to say that. But think about doing me a favor. Please, please, elect the Attorney General of the Senate. Um, Joey, I, I don't know how to tell you, pal, but um, they can't do that because... The Attorney General of Pennsylvania is not running for Senate. He's running for governor, Joey. I mean, hey, get it straight. I know, I know, that's a bridge too far. Elect that big old boy to be governor. Yeah, um, that's uh, it's not going to work either, Joe. The big old boy, Fetterman, he's running for Senate, not governor. Now, I didn't play it for you, my listener, but... Joey got rousing applause to both requests. The Democrats in the audience obviously don't know who's running for which office either. It's it's really sad, isn't it? And by the way, there are a lot of really, and I mean this, I'm not being solicitous. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. I mean it now, tied with no joke. Eight all, in all my years of sports reporting, I have never seen anything like it. Remember what used to be the criticism of Biden when I was running? Um, well, Joe, you know, as a matter of fact, I do remember several criticisms 
of you when you were running. Let's see. Um, you were blackmailed by China and Russia. That was one criticism. Uh, you acted really creepy around little girls. That was another criticism. You wanted to destroy our economy and energy sector. That was a third criticism. Obama's own defense secretary said you have been wrong about every major foreign affairs and national security issue for years, 40 years. Still another criticism. Uh, Let's see. You got dementia. That was a criticism. Oh, did I mention a lot of us believe you're a sexual predator? Yeah, a bunch of criticisms there. Uh, Gosh, Joe, did, did I leave anything out? Biden's too bipartisan. Biden has too many Republican friends. Um. No, Joe, search me. I, I can't say I, I didn't have that one on my scorecard. There's a lot of Republicans I've worked with for all the years in the Senate. I got a lot done. We respected each other. When we disagreed, we disagreed on principle. We then went and had lunch together. Not a joke. <laughs> well, of course it's not a joke. Thank goodness you told us it wasn't a joke, Joe. The boys and me here in the press box thought the idea of you having lunch with Republicans in Congress were just hilarious. We didn't even need a punchline to start laughing. So it wasn't a joke after all. Well, I'll be. Not a joke now leads, I mean it, nine to eight. What in God's name has happened to that in the United States of America? Oh, there you go, Joey. Taking the Lord's name in vain again. Um, Really a bad look, Joe. Really shouldn't do that, Joe. Well, what has happened is you and your fellow Democrats have been demonizing the rest of us in this very speech, I might add, and destroying the rule of law by stealing an election, encouraging violence, and trying to destroy the constitutional separation of powers. That's what's happening, Joe. So, folks, let's bring it back. We can do this. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, boy. Joe, God is not going to bless what you and your fellow Democrats believe in. But I guess that's just something that politicians and a lot of people say, whether they believe in God or not. Joe likes to use the word hell a lot, too. He'll say things like, I fought like hell, or it was rough as hell. I sometimes wonder if people who say things like that ever stop and think about what they're saying. Do they think about what words like hell actually mean? Now, a lot of people believe hell means eternal separation from God. But in the Gospel of John, third chapter in the Bible, it says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God remains on him. So it certainly doesn't sound like the unbeliever is eternally separated from God, but instead is on the receiving end of God's full, unrelenting, unmitigated wrath forever. Now I have to tell you, that's not where you want to be. We're all sinners. We all deserve God's wrath. But trust me, you don't want to be on the receiving end of it forever. So how can we escape such a horrible fate? Well, again, in the Bible, in the third chapter of John, 
It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Um, you really need to do this. You really do. I'm sorry, that was in the 10th chapter of Romans. I don't know why I said the third chapter of John on that. The 10th chapter of Romans. Now, if you're thinking, okay, is that it? Is it as simple as that? Well, that is certainly a simple starting point for your faith. But there are 66 books of the Bible, and there's a whole lot the Lord wants to teach you. It's a lifelong process. I would recommend the book of Second Peter, which speaks about making your calling and election sure or how to grow in God. Now, remember, this is the most important thing you will ever do. Let me read a little bit of it for you. It's a letter from Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, to all believers everywhere. It starts out, Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities you will never fail. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able at any time to recall these things. So we see here a man who is writing this almost 2,000 years ago. He knows he's not long for this world. And he is concerned about the spiritual well-being of whoever reads his letter. We are blessed to have the ability to hear what he has to say and to heed his message. So now what do we do with Joe Biden, the man who is part of the group that stole the last election, an evil man who stands against all that is godly? 
God's word instructs us to pray for our leaders. And indeed we must. But when I hear someone praying, well, Lord, please give our president and our leaders your wisdom to lead this country correctly. And somehow that just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sit right with me. People like Biden actively resist and rebel against the wisdom of God. So I think it is more appropriate to pray psalms over Biden. Matter of fact, I think um, I think a good example will be Psalm 109. A psalm of David which includes the words, may his days be few, may another take his office. It's in the Bible, y'all. It's in the Bible. Pray for our leaders. All right, well, that's my prayer. That's my prayer for the guy who, who stole it because he really did steal it. He and his cohorts really did steal it. All right. Having said that, I I guess, is it about that time? I, I believe it is. All right. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. Today's Tweet of the Day is from uh, a fantastic podcaster, a guy named Benny Johnson. I recommend him to you, Benny Johnson. And the tweet says, World Economic Forum's entire plan exposed in just 60 seconds. This is what attacks against Dutch farmers are really all about. Here it is. Why, as the Dutch government, a guy called Rutter, the Prime Minister, completely owned by the World Economic Forum, uh, Klaus Schwab, why has he just announced that the Netherlands, the second biggest exporter of food in the world, is targeting farmers to destroy them and get them off the land, which is where all these farming protests in the Netherlands have come from. At a time of food shortages and supply chain problems, you are targeting the second biggest exporter of food in the bloody world to destroy its farming base. Why are you doing that? If people depend on you for what's left of the food, you control them. Where food is abundant and cheap, you do not control them. Where energy is cheap and abundant, you do not control them. Scarcity equals dependency equals control. And that's why they're targeting the food chain, they're targeting the energy supply, they're targeting everything. 
That was the real Brian Rose, a video shared by the great Benny Johnson. World Economic Forum's entire plan exposed in just 60 seconds. This is what attacks against Dutch farmers are really about. Um, we hope that food shortages aren't coming to America, even though back in March, Joe Biden assured us that they were. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to act as if they were. You know what I'm saying? Alrighty. Thank you again, Mitch Ward and Red River Your Way, for sponsoring the Doc Washburn Show and for sponsoring this tweet of the day. You've been listening to episode 229 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier the Tenth. And that's the way it is. Thursday, September 1st, 2022.